Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Montgomery here. Uh, recording in my car of all places. I've just listened to the eighth episode of the first season of The Worst Idea of All Time. And um, I would probably demark this one. I've, bearing in mind I've not listened to the odds. Uh, it's the first time we, or at least myself specifically, is uh, audibly inebriated. This episode, we've just done the 48-hour film festival. Um, we're both tired, and evidently I've pushed for... Uh, a record and um, inside of that though I think there's there's quite a lot of interesting stuff in there you've got the birth of grown-ups 3D Tim's half script theory um, and the foreshadowing of a potential interview with Tanya the woman um, who gets brained by an ice cream scoop so it's uh, it's an, it, quite an invigorating listen, actually. I think if I think about it in the scheme of our journey through that season, um, we've watched the movie with other company for the first time in our eighth screening, and uh, this seems to have breathed, breathed, I suppose that's right, fresh life into the enterprise. Certainly, it's put some wind in my sails. You basically hear Tim and I discover the concept of podcast guests. Um, I hope you enjoy it. Tim, at one point, quite rightfully and understandably, pointedly tells me to um, enunciate my words, which is, you know, <laughs> an interesting thing to hear back. But uh, all told, it's another interesting episode. Tim, it was Tim's idea to do this, and I'm grateful to him because I, I feel like I'm um, looking through a time capsule with my ears. Okay, number ocho, number eight. Numero, numero eighto. Quit. In French, and I, I've got to say, it is a it is a, a studio absolutely packed to the rafters with delirium at this point. Yeah, what it lacks in people, it makes up for in emotion. Because when we started this viewing of Grown Ups Two, ladies and gentlemen, we had a lounge full of people we, just ready to get involved <laughs> with a quality comedy. We had a, a full house, people fresh off the back of the forty-eight hour film festival, obviously all steeped in cinema. They'd been bathing in the stuff the whole weekend, 
And I guess what they really wanted to sign off the weekend was a was sort of a uh, a celebration mm. of what we had all been working on, you know, was to you, see a triumph of cinema. You, um, uh, Guy Montgomery, uh, my name is Tim Bat. Welcome along to the podcast, Welcome. the worst idea of all time. Guy, you floated the idea a few hours ago. You sent me a, a text message and you said to me, you said, Tim... I'm swimming in film. <laughs> Let's do the podcast tonight. I said, you're insane. Yes. Uh, we put it to the vote, and by the vote I mean our Facebook group. And, and uh, very, posit- very positive response. God, did they come back in their drives, and they said, uh, one person said, one person had a very reasonable explanation. They said, look, if you do it tonight, then that's eight I days rather than the, the regular movie. seven before you that's have right. to see it again. That really pipped my interest. I can see, I, and I can proudly say that didn't even occur to me. The reason I was so on board with doing it now was, uh, you know, it's just you don't sleep a lot during the forty-eight hour film weekend. This is my first one, so and and I guess it sort of it just blew my whole mind open. Just, for the for the uninitiated, this is a competition where you have to make a movie in two days, like write the thing. Uh, record the thing, edit the thing, the whole process in two days. That's, that's right. And so I did it, and we were just, lo- I've, well, at least, I, you know, full credit to my teammates, but I was lost the whole time. I was just completely at sea. Hmm. And sort of, it all fell apart, and then we sort of taped it back together and handed it in, and we, we finished. And in and, and doing it, and then watching this movie right after that in a sleep deprived, vaguely delirious state. I sort of, I, I at least, I don't know if I felt empathy for the filmmakers, but I identified with, you know, what, here's the thing. what how difficult it is to piece one of these things here's, together. Here's the kicker, guy, because I saw you heading that direction. I saw you starting to empathise with the filmmakers, but the the um, issue there is, the difference is, they, despite appearances, did not make this film in a weekend. No, they I know. They had a whole hey, regular hey, schedule you know of what? shooting. I'm aware of that, but what I enjoyed was that after seven viewings, after being the, the bluest of blue, after being at, at the bottom, at the lowest possible ebb, yeah. I watched this movie yeah. with wide eyes and a childlike wonder. It was like the first time I've seen why? it, and there was a room full of strangers. That's why. They were watching it for the first time. We we were like the cool guys at the art gallery, man. We were explaining how it all goes and what, what to look for and when to enjoy it, the, 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 you know, the kinks and the turns. And it was just – it just it revitalized the whole viewing experience of Grown Ups 2 for me. And I guess – Maybe that's why I wanted to watch it so bad, is that it was an out from the misery that would have been us watching it together tomorrow morning. When it dawned upon me that you and I have become experts in a given field, when the given field is the film Grown Ups 2, I simultaneously felt elation and a deep, crushing sense of my own mortality That's and right. insignificance. Well, I mean, we do have to abide by the Grown Ups 2 code, which is, of course... Oh, oh God, the studio's falling the apart. The studio's already falling apart. This is, not, this, is not, this is not good for morale. <laughs> just leave. No, it's okay. It's fine. I'll just put, okay. I'll just put this egg card. We've lost an egg card. Over here. We've lost one of them already in anyway, the time. That's true. We're only four minutes in, and that egg card has gone down like a sack of potatoes. Um, look, I just got to... You know, it's just... I think it was exciting. Okay. The whole viewing was exciting for me. And there were there were things that I noticed in watching it tonight, which I never noticed before. And I don't think I would have noticed without the tailing of the weekend and without yeah. the help of company in the film. Okay. Because you had to watch guys who were, and girls, Guy. who were just incredulous towards, towards, I mean, the whole movie, there's no, there's no conflict Guy. for a start. Yes. 
Okay, you're getting closer. What I just wanted to say is we're almost five minutes into the podcast and we start, We need to at, at some point reference the film that we watched, which is the whole point of this. Oh, we're not talking about that at all. No, you almost got close though. You almost got close. What, to what movie we're watching? Yeah, you were, you just Have said, we actually not said what movie we watched? No, 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 you just haven't really, we haven't spoken about it at whatsoever. I'm not sure if we've named the title Grown Ups 2 yet. Okay. Um, but my point is, you know, last week... I listened back to the podcast. Uh, that was a bad time. It was okay, but we didn't really talk about the film, and I feel like we're straying from the objective here. So No, 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 Tim, because we've gone beyond just reviewing the film each week. We're now reviewing... It's not reviewing the review, but I mean, I think at least if, if this podcast is going to work, which I want it to, is for us to get value out of it, we need to... We need to find out what we enjoy about each viewing, mm. where each viewing takes us emotionally, mentally. Um, and, and and for me, it's exciting that last week, yes, I was blue. All right, yes. I was like the bloody, the, I was like the understudy for Blue's Clues. You know, I wasn't in a very good mood. And this week, this week, I made it about. It's a hundred one minute movie. I probably made it through eighty five to ninety minutes of the movie before feeling any form of misery or tiredness. And that's just, that's I mean, how can I not want to, to, to yell up from a rooftop? I enjoyed Grown Ups too. I enjoyed it! Do you feel liberated? I, do feel, you... I do. I feel like I'm burning my bra. Okay. Um, listen, is it too early for me to bring up the thing that I have cracked onto no. this week? You do what you want to do. Is it too early? Hey, you do what what you want to do. Do we want to get into. This seems to be a segment all on its own. Tim's theory of the week. Do we want to get into that before the shining light or after the shining light? Why don't you just start now? And if it's getting too heavy. All right. Listen, guys. I'm going to open a beer for this, guys. Get ready. Pull pull a seat up next to the fire because Tim Bat's about to lay it down real heavy. Guys, listen up real quick. Here's the thing. I have a theory that the movie Grown Ups 2 was made with half of a script. And it's not as silly as it sounds. So here's... Where should I go first? Okay, first I'll put out the theory and then I'll try and back it up why, with evidence. No, why why, why, you, why don't you start off with the origins of the theory? When did it occur oh, to you? Okay, this might yeah, be yeah, a thing. Yeah, that's a good idea, good idea. It's a good thing you're here, Guy. So, um, <laughs> thanks, Tim. Guy and I, uh, which fans of the podcast will remember. Did you crack one up for me? Could you do that? Yeah, yeah Thank you. Um, Guy and I uh, 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 got to the point after about viewing number three or four where we were like, okay, what we need to know are the checkpoints, so the, the good funny bits to look out for, and also the midway points, so we know when we're coming down the other side of the mountain. So we figured out when the um, 50% point of the film is, where the absolute halfway point is, right? And it happens to be at the scene where Greg, Adam Sandler's son, uh, both in one scene, it's, it's a whirlwind of scene, he sets himself up to be one of the greatest kickers in, in gridiron history. And then Certainly in the, high, in the history of the high school. Yeah, and then Adam Sandler breaks his leg, um, thus taking away any ability to kind of foster that talent, turn it into something that could be, you know, career building. It, it's sort, yeah, it's... it's the whole scene in scale is so epic. It's sort of like the whole movie. And, it, I mean, it, per- it makes perfect logical sense that it's in the middle of the movie. Well, it does, except the scene structured the way it is makes no sense because they set up a huge thing, and that is Adam Sandler's son is amazing at, f- at one particular aspect of football, at gridiron. But he's and been then, craving this the whole first half of the movie. Yeah, 
But Adam Sandler has? No, his son. Oh, okay. Well, they, he, but they don't set it up. It just appears. Well, they mention they it once. They, which in, 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 in <laughs> the world of the takes. movie is, is a pretty big setup. So anyway, they kind of set this thing up and then destroy it all in one. And I've actually referenced that before. I've talked about it with Guy. I think I've brought it up on the podcast several times. And it never made sense to me until today. So here's what I think has happened. It was too coincidental that the scene that sets something up and then wraps up in one scene happened to be at the, f- the halfway point of the film. It's too coincidental. It's got to mean something. So I started thinking to myself, <laughs> what could it mean? And then I started working my way backwards as I was watching the rest of the movie go forwards. And it occurred to me that what I think has happened is they've set out to make Grown Ups 2 where they wrote 50% of the script up to the halfway point that we watch. And when they got to that point, they started just working their way from the script midway point backwards towards the start again. That's right. And I tell you what, guys, if anyone in this room, which involves Tim Bat, me, Guy Montgomery, and yourself, who would be sceptical about Tim Bat's conspiracy theory, it's me. It's Guy Montgomery. It's not you. It's me. Yeah, totally. All right? And Tim Bat fired this out at me halfway through the film, and I thought to myself... This is just Tim Bat going off on one of his crazy tangents. And I made a lot of comments tonight that didn't of, have a lot that's of That's right. And he was stuff. firing shit out left, right and centre. But yeah. this one this one had a little it had a little something else. It had a little sort of accuracy. It had a little and more gusto. As we me. moved through the second half of the movie, we were hitting checkpoints that we'd hit on the way to the midpoint yeah. all along. So, okay, oh, fuck. I know I should have taken notes here, but I, I would try and think of some examples. So, like... Fuck. Um, it's, it's, it's the introduction of characters. Yeah. And because what happens in this movie is they introduce a character or or, or, or a sort of a story thread very vaguely, and they'll just do it in passing, and then it's almost like they feel like that because of doing that, that at some point they have to reference every because they set up like a million different scenarios, and they feel like in the movie that at some point they have to cross off just to reference that they remember they wrote that into the script at the beginning. That they have to cross off that this happens, and well, it's also because it's a film, and you as an audience member have gone, oh yeah, that thing I'm no, remembering. No, there's no payoff in, in any of these setups. No, I know, it's but like you don't there's no know conflict that. in this movie. But you don't know that going in because you figure it's going to be like well, any did, other film where yeah, there's yeah, yeah, a yeah. beginning, a middle, and so. end. There's a setup. There's a resolution. I'm going, yeah, I'm just going. I'm, I was speaking from the perspective of the uh, view of grown ups too. Right. So it, if <laughs> all right, now I, you you got to start talking because I'm losing my Jesus, mind. Jesus, I, I hear you. Uh, but I'm with you but I think no one else is so okay so I'll try and think of some examples right um okay John Lovitz is an example but I can't remember how oh the slapping of the ass seems to happen at the same time at the start of the movie during the yoga lesson as it does at the end but see that's too specific what you need is the broader bigger bigger sort of film moments that are easily identifiable I I mean is this maybe something Seeing as we we're not gonna we're not gonna we're gonna struggle to remember it. We can yeah. just, we've just opened this, okay. We've Listen, opened Pandora's box. Much we're like leave gro- it open much for a like week. Grown Ups too. We've opened a thread. We will not close it right now, but just keep it in I your head. You and remember the excitement with which we spoke about it. Now I'll tell you what I did do, folks. I wrote down a couple of notes on a pizza box. I'm just gonna find that because it's somewhere in the lounge. Pad for me, guy. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Uh that's right. Tim Bat has now walked across the lounge, picked up the pizza box, and he's sitting back down. So padding. Thank you. It was terrible. So what I noticed about the film this week is that it's not funny, but it's not unfunny enough to be artistic a la The Room. You know that movie The no, Room I, where I it's mean, the quintessential absolutely. example It's so bad See, it's good? I would like to talk about your noticing of this mm. this evening because, I mean, surely in the seven previous viewings we would have understood that this movie is not funny in a it's not funny, but it's not funny in a way which makes it funny. It's just outright boring and unfunny. Yeah. I think this this isn't necessarily relative to your statement, but this is what gets me excited about the podcast and about Please. tonight's viewing experience is that this is a direct response to watching the movie with other people. And that, because f- I know, I found myself noticing with this movie a lot of things I noticed in the first the first time I watched it. Just like, slow down your speech everyone's, and open your mouth. Everyone's, you enunciate a everyone's... I'm trying to enunciate, Tim. I'm excited. I'm okay. sorry. If if you're struggling to understand me, that's I, your problem. Listen, people are trying to hear what you have to say. You What you have to say is of value, Guy, and I just want to make sure everyone can hear it. It so is important. Let's just slow your speech okay. a little bit and open that mouth. Okay, I'm sorry. I apologize. Diction, the tip of the tongue, the teeth and the lips. The tip of the tongue, the teeth and the lips. Do you want to hear a dirty version of that? Yeah. Trying to remember how it goes. Me and Matt made it up once. The pink pulsating pussy is penetrated by the purple penis. The, the pink, pink pulsating, pulsating pussy, pussy is penetrated, penetrated by the purple, purple penis. penis. That's not bad. Anyway, what I was saying is that I was noticing a lot of things in the movie tonight, which I noticed in the first viewing. Like like just the simple stuff, like setting up all this ridiculous large physical humor mm. and then just... That's how you'd end a scene. If it wasn't working, just end the scene. Introduce a new character. Don't worry about it. Or the fact that everyone in the city is really mean to each other. All of the interactions that the characters have involve put-downs. And it's presented in a way that you think, oh, it's okay. This is just how they interact. It's like a friendly banter. But there's nothing positive. It's all people being mean to each other. 
So I was noticing this stuff tonight and mm-hmm. it felt the same as when I noticed it in our first viewing when I was like, oh, right. I why are we watching this movie? This yeah. is so stupid. So it was like you're exposed and then, to it for the first well, time. I feel like you noticing that this movie is not funny in an unartistic way yeah, tonight yeah. Yeah. is the same recognition you would have had in one of the first two viewings. And this is yeah. a credit to having these different people watch the movie with us. I yeah. feel like what we should do is, I mean, some weeks, mm. maybe the fifth week or tenth week, yeah. we get someone to watch the movie with us so that we can experience like that, that. that sort of giddy sensation I like of that idea. being the expert, you know? Plus, we just need something to look forward we to, get, to be honest that's, with you. That's, that's, I mean, and that's, that's, I guess that's more, that other stuff was just a load of baloney. I was mm-hmm. trying to crowbar into the fact that we need something to make this doable. Shining Light. This is the part of the podcast where we talk about a part of Grown Ups 2 that we enjoyed on this particular week's viewing. I would like, I'm not sure if we have used it as a Shining Light before, but I would like to use the tire action sequence as my Shining mm-hmm. Light. Any objections? I, you, this is one of the rules of the Shining Light. You can't object to Shining Light, Tim. Uh, why, why tonight did you particularly enjoy that? Well, I'm not sure what drew me to it tonight. I felt like I was watching a lot of the film with fresh new eyes, like a baby. And there was just, there's there's so many gags within the gag in the tyre scene. This is, of course, when Higgins enters a massive tyre while they're at Kevin James's auto shop. And then they're supposed to be rolling the tyre between each other, just messing with Higgins a little bit. But Adam Sandler gets a call on his cell phone. So when the tyre rolls toward him, he walks away accidentally and lets the tyre roll down a hill. And all of a sudden, all manner of mayhem is breaking loose. And the tyre with Higgins inside of it is going all across the countryside. It rolls through the whole city and everyone in the city notices it because they're all doing some activity out of the house. It, 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 there's, do you know what? why it's a shining light for me actually that moment? Because of how it's shot. It's shot like a Simpsons couch gag. There's something so sweeping and all-encompassing about like we've got to get yeah. all of the city we've already seen and every character you've already been exposed Absolutely. to in this scene. Cartoonish. Yeah, totally so, cartoonish. And this this is another thing which comes back to the 48-hour film festival. Just, or just the involvement in making a movie this weekend and then watching it after being sleep-deprived deprived mm-hmm. for two nights yes. and coming in strung out yeah. is that like the movie and there's a problem with a lot of Hollywood movies the movie is actually shot you look at it you know because I, I, I credit the fact that our movie looked okay at all this weekend to the fact we had a really good cameraman but this movie was shot in a way which looks really good and yeah. this isn't common in so many Hollywood movies now you can mask how terrible the movie is with their high production values and yeah. that was one of those scenes which was like you it was just uh, everything looked fucking superb. Oh, totally! Look, absolutely fan fucking tastic. You've got tracking shots that are just like perfectly square and even. I mean, like every character's featured in there, and they all look great. The color palette's dead on. I mean, Christ, high def. How hard? Yeah. How high def do you want it? Um, we're watching a 1080p bloody version of the film every single week. On a lovely, on a lovely LG. Is that a plasma? This is LCD. You can't get a plasma that thin, mate. And do you want to know something about that TV that we watched on every week? That's 3D, brother. If we had a Blu-ray that was in 3D of Grown Ups 2, we've got the glasses and the technology that we could watch it in 3D. You know, I wonder if they made Grown Ups 2 in 3D. Fuck, I hope I so. I tell you what, though, that's like a good name. it's a good name for a sequel, isn't it? Grown Ups 3D. <laughs> Who's not going to check that out? It would be. <laughs> Who's not going to be like, well, I tell you what, Grown Ups 2 was pretty good in 2D. 
can you imagine how how deep and and the breadth of the characters in a three D version of this movie? I had a couple of options this weekend. There was a new film out from the director of Twelve Years a Slave. Avatar Two had just been released, but then I saw Grown Ups Three D, and I thought to myself, "Yeah, I am going to treat myself this weekend." I went up to the counter. I bought a ticket to the IMAX viewing at eight thirty on a cheap Tuesday. I bought a large popcorn and a large frozen Coke and a chock top with nuts. You want to know something silly? We were in the cinema where you get room service to your seat. That's right. Tim got a pizza and I had all that stuff I just bought before, so I didn't I didn't order anything. I was full up, man. And do you want to know the surprising thing? Everyone went in there a little bit cynical. Everyone thought, oh, yeah, we're going to ironically see this film. Genuine giggles in that. Yeah, absolutely. Genuine giggles in the When session. it went dark, Tim and I yelled out, give it a chance. And I feel like it really impacted the other people in our in our room service movie theatre. Because the thing is, not everyone's seen Grown Ups 2, the prequel to the film we just saw 52 times in a row. But you want to know something? Me and Guy have. That's right. That's good. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. This has got, this is, we have to lobby Hollywood that Grown Ups 3D must be released must. the day after we do our 52nd podcast. Oh, God, yes. Can you imagine the satisfaction? Oh, my giddy aunt. I can't, you know, people sort of go Let there. me ask you something. People wander through life, Tim, without having anything that lends purpose. Grown Ups 3D being released the day after we watch Grown Ups 2 52 times is the sort of satisfaction that only sort of your greats, your Albert Einsteins, your Edmund Hillary's, people who have really achieved something, they're the only ones who would feel that level of satisfaction, surely. Let me ask you a question, internet podcast listener. How much would you pay for Grown Ups 3D? Because... If it gets made, do you know how many times me and Guy are going to watch it? Not 52, 104. Oh, get that I'm doubling down, bitches. We should start a Kickstarter to fund Grown Ups 3D. Imagine that. Here's what I want you to do. Two young bucks from New Zealand start a Kickstarter to fund a movie that has already got guaranteed funding, surely. Well, if Kmart's got any sniff of the production coming up. The only hole in our otherwise perfect plan is that Hollywood might think that we look a little cynical. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's no doubt in my mind we can raise the money to make this movie. Yeah. It's whether or not Hollywood is willing to sign on for what will obviously be a cynical 104 weeks of bad business. No, because here's the thing, Guy. A cynical dollar is the equivalent... To a non-cynical dollar in U.S. Uh, currency, it's a dollar. So a dollar is a dollar is a dollar. A dollar is a dollar is a dollar. If people go to see the movie that we lobbied to get made on Twitter because we hate the prequel so much, then this is totally, pl- this is totally plausible. To by the way, this is totally a realistic. So here's what I want you to do. I want hmm. you to go online and get on Twitter and with the hashtag #GrownUps3D, just throw a price out there. And the price is the US dollar amount that you are willing to contribute to get this production off the ground. I would like you to do it now. No one will understand the message you've just sent out. But you've just put out for some reason twenty-seven dollars hashtag #GrownUps3D. What the fuck's that about? No one knows. I tell you what, this, but this we'll can- know. It's a good plot of the internet. I mean, what have we got? We've probably got 10, 20, maybe 30 listeners. 
Tim and I retweet that. That's. I mean, do you get the value of the hashtag twice? I think that's how it works. I mean, think of that. That's, that's how Twitter works. That's 30 hashtag. That's $60? I mean, this is... Is it a dollar per... If, well, is that how the thing goes? It depends on how much people pledge. You get about a dollar per person, though, right? Like, roughly. So if we both yeah, retweet it, it, all it takes that's is 60 And then if they all retweet... <laughs> I don't think the money amplifies in value. I just think the does hashtag... Does that go to $3,600? Have I done the math on that right? Or th- You know what? Tim, how many dollars do we get from everyone retweeting with the hashtag grownups 3D? Even I'm lost now. I think it's about four grand. Hey. I think. Hey. Should we just call it off? Grownups 3D with this podcast. This is definitely not grownups 3D. Just this podcast. This episode or the whole series? This episode. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure having you along for the ride. Um, listen, I know that we promised you, Tanya, an interview with Ice Cream Scoop Girl. But you got a pretty weird podcast instead. But here's what we're going to do with the remaining 90 seconds with the podcast. Very early on in this series, we promised to dig into the slogan, What? what? We've never explored it That's in right. any depth. Okay. So we're going to do it briefly now. I'm gonna, I'll come in with a quick inter- overview. So he goes. Tim Meadows from Saturday Night Live fame is introduced to the movie in the 15-minute infomercial that takes place for Kmart, and he goes, you know, the guys come in and they bully him because everyone in the city's mean to each other, and every time they say a mean insult to him, he goes, what? Yeah. So they're all stand-up comedians. Everyone's got their gag. Everyone's got. Yeah. They're not stand-up comedians in this movie. I can tell you. Anyways, he says what. Eventually, his son, Bumdi, is introduced, who also uses the catchphrase, what? At the party at the end of the movie, his wife is introduced, who also uses the catchphrase, what? At one point at the party, all three members of the family use their horrible catchphrase, what? Um, so let's give an example. Let's let's structure a joke like they would in Grown Ups 2, where Tim Meadows is in one of the okay, scenes. Okay. So, hey, Tim Bat. Who's Tim Meadows in this? You are, but okay. We'll, we'll, okay, cool. So you throw something. Okay, okay. so let's do it. I'll be Tim Meadows. Okay, Mister Meadows, your face looks stupid. Okay, do you know what? I don't think you're quite getting the structure of how they've done it in the movie. So you're going to be Tim Meadows, okay? Okay. Um, hey guy, nice mustache. Would you steal that off a pedophile? What? Yeah, that's, that's how, how the it. joke works. That's right. Anyway. Just for no apparent reason, other than the only thing this movie is missing is a catchphrase. Yeah. Is this is that is it though. You've got it in one, bro. That's all it is. They've gone, do you know what sells t-shirts? A fucking catchphrase. Do you so know we'll what would be a sick, in. ironic t-shirt that would sell really well on Vintage Marketplace in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, New York City? Please tell me. Is a t-shirt with a picture of Tim Meadows' face as that character... And what written underneath it? Oh my it. god! I pay We've some got to get serious t-shirts made, man. That, Dude, that could be a Kickstarter. Hand on heart, I would pay two hundred and fifty dollars for okay. a t-shirt. Now someone's going to make it and charge you that. What we should do is ask. We should like wait. Just, we should make them. We should yeah. We should ask. We should do a Kickstarter to raise the money to make a what t-shirt 
Uh, look, there's, there's so much. Obviously, we've completely fucking flown off the handle in here right now. Um, I blame Ant Timpson. I, I blame yeah. the 48-hour film competition. I tell you what, it's been an the absolute, studio's falling apart. It's been a good time this week. Uh, and guess what? Eight more days till we have to watch the movie. That feels oh, pretty good. I'm giving you yeah. a hug in celebration of that. We're it's hugging right now. News. I'm Guy Montgomery. I'm Tim Bat. And this is the worst idea of all time. Catch you next week with special guest Tanya Aikam as Ice Cream Scoop Girl. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.